I want to thank my sponsor today. They really make the show happen, man. I, I just couldn't do it without them. You know, Solar Labs and Scope, you've heard me talk about it a ton of times because I've used them so many times. The beauty is, you know, you have a product, you want to put the right keywords because it's all about keywords, right? When you, you know that the keyword is what people are searching for, right? When you're thinking of buying barbecue gloves, what do you put in there? That's what you want to figure out. What are people searching for? Well, Scope allows you to do that because you get to see the number one, number two, number three seller in that category, in that group that are similar products. You get to see what their words are. Well, that's the key. There's no reinventing the wheel here. You're going to take advantage of this information that's available that Scope presents for you. The tool is very inexpensive. They're going to give you a couple free keywords. you got to give it a shot. Sellerlabs.com, sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code MOMENTUM to save 50 bucks. Save 50 bucks. Give it a shot. Give it a trial. Get some free keywords and see what you can do. Remember, I also use it on my wholesale accounts or if you do bundles, even better because you could take the keywords for each of those products in the bundle, figure out the best and put it together. Sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code word momentum. I want to say thank you to Karen Locker from Solutions for E-Commerce for being a great account manager. Yes, you've heard me say it a bunch of times, but I mean it because RQ4 was spectacular because of all the variations for a particular line we had that Karen entered. Um, 78 of them, I believe, and now I'm adding a bunch more because we're not done. I mean, it's time of year. It's going to sell right into January, February, and March. So she's getting ready to add a bunch more. That's the power of having that team member that team that works overnight, quite frankly, they work different hours than I do. Send a file. She sends me a file. She's like, Steve, fill in these particular fields, shoot it back to me, and boom, they get it done, and they get it done fast. And it just has allowed us to grow. It's that silent team member. They don't call off sick. They just handle things. Solutions, the number four, e-commerce.com slash momentum is going to save you 50 bucks, and she's going to do that all-important inventory health report. She only does that for my listeners, only through this deal. You're going to save 50 bucks, and you're going to get that inventory health report. Solutions for ecommerce.com slash momentum. Get ready for the new year. Now is the time. Very excited. I've got Anna Hill coming up pretty soon, and she's going to talk to you why it's so important to get ready for uh, 2018. Hey, Gay Lisby's group, um, it was awesome this quarter. I mean, I can't believe the stuff that was posted in there. I saw so many people have so much success and credit her group with having incredible success. Yes, it's still closed. However, they're letting you get in through my link, only my link. And so I have a link out on this episode that'll allow you to click through and get on the waiting list. And guess what? You'll get right in. So it's a special list. Um, the other thing which is cool is there's so many people learning uh, because Gay's a teacher, was a teacher, still a teacher in this world now. And we're very lucky to have her. And so Gay Lisby's group, it's an awesome, awesome group. Send her a note that I sent you and you're going to get in. And it's just going to set you up for real success for 2018. I don't want to miss GoDaddy because they have been so good to me. I, I just so excited that they're a sponsor of the show because I bought so many domains through them and it's so cool. So if you go to trygodaddy.com forward slash momentum, you're going to save 30% off your purchase at GoDaddy. I'm Again, I want to go back and do my purchases over because I'd like to save the 30%. Hello. But I am getting ready to buy a couple more domains again. When I see a big idea or if I'm bringing a brand to market, I'm buying that domain. You'd be a fool not to. And so try godaddy.com forward slash momentum. Save 30%. Awesome. And finally today, Grasshopper. Grasshopper is the app you put on your phone so you can run your business from your current cell phone. Don't add a second cell phone. A peer larger one is put a local vanity number if you want or a local 800 number to make you appear a little larger than what you are. Have the phone forwarded to your current cell phone. Have it forwarded to voicemail. Have it forwarded to your uh reps working in other countries for you, your VAs. You have all those options. And it's just trygrasshopper.com forward slash momentum. And you're going to save 50 bucks. Trygrasshopper.com slash momentum. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 263, Chad Pagel. Chad goes by the nickname Golden Finger Picker on YouTube, and you can watch 
over a thousand videos with Chad, either recording or participating over the years. Incredible to think about how consistent and how much content he's put out. But what you get when you listen to Chad or watch what he's what he's doing is you understand that he knows a lot about a lot. There's a lot of things that he has built, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to say talent. He's built knowledge, but it's, it is a talent um, that he's honed. I think that's a better way to say it over time. And I think that that is one of the more attractive things um, about a lifestyle business is that you can develop it over time. Find out what's interesting to you and then hone in on it. And I think Chad's a really good example of somebody who's been able to do that to fill in a need but then to find a passion and now take it to the next level. Let's get into the podcast. All right, welcome back to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. Very excited about today's guest. Um, very uh, very experienced uh, broadcaster, I'm going to call him that, because he's got content. Man, does he have content. We're going to find out how much. I'm excited to hear about his story uh, because he's real, and I like real people. Chad Pagel, a.k.a. Golden Finger Picker. Welcome, Chad. Hey, thanks for having me. You really have put out an enormous amount of content. How many videos are you up to? Oh, you had to ask that question. Yeah, just a rough guess. I, I mean, is I it actually, it's more than 200? I cannot keep track. I don't know, 250 maybe? 250. That's on your own, and then you've been part of how many? At least that many. Oh my gosh, yeah, at least that many. That is a lot of content. That's a long-term commitment. Um, and despite, you know, you have some some health issues that you fight through that recur every so often. So to be able to do that, that says a lot. Why do you think, I mean, you know, we had a little bit in the pre-discussion. Uh, you definitely have the voice for radio. But why do you think um, <laughs> this part of your life you adapted to it so, you know, I mean, you're about the same age I am. Why did you adapt to this so quickly and so you're all in you know i think it just comes down to um i think we adapted so well because it's something we enjoy doing and you are right this is a late in life type thing we've been reselling for over 20 years and this uh social media type thing is really new to us and we just jumped in and we said that we will do it until we no longer like it so I think it's because we like what we do so much that it's really so easy to uh, adapt. Well, and you definitely have a little bit of a teacher in you. Do you feel like that? I think my military ex uh, experience, probably a lot of people say that. And uh, I think it, I, I've got to give credit to the military. So what did you do in the military? What, what um, did you I teach? I was military police. Okay, so you were military police. So uh, you were yeah, seeing... Yeah, highly some, disciplined. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's uh, probably not seeing um, people at their best, unfortunately, sometimes, right? Yeah, uh, that's But they're true, kids, but, it, but they were kids too. Yeah, yeah, and most people grow out of that. Even in their early 20s, most people can grow out of it. So then, I mean, was it, did you take that same kind of approach about helping people and, te you know, teachable moments as a dad, especially uh, for these kids that were in the military? Sure. Um, it's, it's a life, it, it, it almost carries with you on. I mean, it's been 20 years since I've been in the military and it just sticks with you. And there's always a learning moment with anything you do or a teachable moment, and we try to use that. Hmm. Okay, so tell me how you got into reselling. So you, 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 did you go into the military right out of high school? Did you go to college for a little bit? Yeah, I went to the military right out of high school. Uh, yeah, long story. I was supposed to go to college, make long story short. I didn't save the way I was supposed to save, hmm. and uh, because my parents couldn't afford to put me through on their own, and because I didn't hold up my end of the deal, I made the choice to go into the military. So uh, it was on me. You know, that's a responsible, yeah, but that's responsible. You know, you yeah. could have, I mean, in today's day and age, it's nothing for a kid to rack up 100000 I mean, this is crazy to me, $100,000 in debt and take a 30-year amortization to pay it back. It's like a house. 
And that's nothing today. Yeah. And so the fact that you didn't do that, I think, is a big statement. And, you know, a hooray for your parents and kind of maybe if they help force your hand, um, I think that that's a smart move. I mean, looking back, what would you be doing? You know, I don't know because because the military changed me so much hmm. um, with as many bad things that happened, you know, to me in the military I wouldn't change it. It, it's it, it's a life changer. The military is definitely a life changer, um, for the better, if you ask me. Well, that's a good question because I, you know, and when I was, we're about the same age, so may, maybe I'm a little older. It was you go into military or go to jail for people. I think it was actually a little bit before me. And or if you weren't going to go to college, you would go in the military. Typically, that was pretty much it, right? Um, yeah. Today, it's such a different world, right? I mean, today, you know, some of the military is, is incredibly competitive, right? I mean, there are some places you're just not going to get in unless you've, you're really the best of the best. Sure. And, you know, back in the day, military police was, it was a very high standard that you had oh, to yeah, achieve sure. to, to be, to get in that. And yeah, in, in today's it's, it's easier in some aspects, but in some of the specialized areas of the military, it can be very hard, which, you know, most military jobs that people can go into somewhat they can use when they get out. Right. So, right. yeah, I, I think it, you know, I just heard this uh, yesterday that there's a shortage of, is it backhoe operators, some, some heavy equipment operators. Yeah. And, the, and the, I just heard this and it's like, yet there's a, deluge of people going in for general business or I'm going to go study business, you know, or whatever in these generic degrees and, uh, or history or whatever. And then they get out and they don't, they don't have those marketable skills where had sure. they gone and studied, you know, backhoe, or whatever that heavy equipment operator, right. They'd be, they'd have jobs for, <laughs> they'd be making more money than most college graduates. So, all right, cool. So, so you were in the military, um, and, at what point did you decide to start selling? Well, we pretty much started doing it out of uh, necessity, like mm. so many people do. Um, you know, as a young person getting out of the military, trying to find a job. And by the way, I, I was discharged medically and I got a full pension. So um, that helps. That yeah, helps. But it, however, I mean, I'm listening to you in pain and I hear, you know, your stories that that's you know, I'm assuming those injuries were incurred there. Um, you know, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's just one of those things that you sacrifice and you end up overcoming and adapting. That is just what you are taught to do. And, uh, so we, you know, as young, young adults with two little kids, what we would do is to make ends meet, we would go to yard sales and uh, buy stuff up and then have our own yard sale the next week and make a little <laughs> bit of money on that yard sale. Wait, were you one of those perpetual yard sale people who have the same sign? You just bring it in, bring it out. One of those people? Almost. You I, know I what I'm talking about, right? Say, you, you've, yeah, you've seen those nowadays, people. Yeah, you see the people that, you know, like the big couponers that would go out yeah. and they would have a weekly yard sale with uh, the stuff they got from couponing. But kind of, yeah, kind of. And it was, it was just a, a hustle. And, uh, my wife, Kimberly, she was brought up in this hustle, uh, mindset where, you know, her, her family would take trips down to Florida and buy furniture and bring it back to Indiana and sell it cool. and all kinds of stuff like that. So at an early age, she was accustomed to the, the negotiating and the wheeling and dealing and stuff like that. And she probably is the one that sparked it and uh and that's where we started just going to yard sales buying something and then there were times where we were having a yard sale she was watching the yard sale while i'm out getting stock to bring to our yard yard <laughs> and sale and this you're is pulling before in, the internet even started you so. pull it in and open in the trunk hey look what else we got <laughs> oh yeah and we were the people that if you needed something you came to mm. us and we would get it for you that's just the and like I said, before the internet. So it was kind of hard for somebody to find a, a rare model or something like that, that they just 
are trying to find and they can't find it. Yeah, way before eBay, you couldn't get. I mean, you had your little. That hence the reason baseball cards used to be so hot, right? Because oh yeah, you, you know you'd okay. only go you know twenty miles, thirty miles. Now you know, I mean, half my shipments go overseas. Um, I've heard you many times talk about um, that you have people that you buy for. Um, that's that relationship. So you know, it's kind of like you know if somebody's a Volkswagen collector. I'll use that example because I bought a couple oh, yeah. of those. And so whenever you come across something, you immediately think, "Oh, this is for Chad. I know it. Chad wants this, right?" I mean, is that is that kind of still carried forward for you today? Oh, it does, and it, it does to really benefit us as well. Because, and, and that's where we're, we always talk about community. And when we talk about community, we're really talking about the networking that is done within the community. Uh, it's no secret. Everybody knows that I'm a huge Selena fan. So with knowing that, I've got, it's almost like an army out yeah. there across the country that when they find something Selena, they think of me. It's like, I know Chad likes Selena, so I have this stuff coming in left and right that I get at a really good price, or somebody just sends it to me. And uh, and I'm the same way with them, and with I know there's a lot of different people that I know that are into certain things, and it's just, you just put it in the back of your mind, and you just know it when you come across it. But isn't that deep, or doesn't that deepen the relationship? I mean, those people who took the time to send you that item— because they know you and they thought well of you enough um, to send that because that takes effort, right? I mean, most people just walk past garbage on the street instead of stopping to pick it up, right? In this scenario, they took real effort. They had to think it through, spend the money, send it to you, knowing that you would want that. Um, that's a pretty deep relationship. I mean, I, you know, I'm no psychologist, but that, that's pretty deep. That's deeper than just a casual friend, right? Sure. I mean, is, that, is that where your friends are coming from more and more? You know something, and you really hit it when you when it becomes personal. Mm -hmm. Okay, when it becomes personal, that's when the friendship really kicks in. If you ask, that's my opinion on it. Not that uh, I'm waiting to get something from somebody to consider them a friend. It's it's like you said, it it becomes personal. It becomes not about you as a person when you're doing something for somebody else. Then that's when you're stepping out of your it's all about me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing something from somebody for somebody else, that's what makes so many of these relationships and people you come across, not just people or not just numbers or not just internet acquaintances. It, it, it actually goes beyond that. Well, earlier we were talking about, um, the group that you have, um, and about a meetup. And so we were just talking about, you're like, Hey, come to Florida for a meetup. You're going to hold it down there. And it's like, I know that I, if I go like you, you're friends with Pete. I met Pete at, in Chicago this year at an event and, you know, I've had him on a show and I'll have him back, but we were just able to finally, you know, yap, you know, the next level of discussion, you know, cause sure. I get to have a beer with them and then take the next level discussion. I can send them a note. Hey, what do you think of this? It's a deeper relationship a little bit at a time. And to me, you know, um, what I have found is that uh, you have so much in common with them, and especially if you filter out the crazies and if you filter out the, you know, sketchy, you know, people who aren't, don't have the same values you do, you can really, it's not like you're choosing your friends, but you do get to invest in the relationships that you want. I guess maybe be more selective, right? Because you always hear you can choose your friends, you can't choose your family. You get to be more selective, um, and to me, I think that's a very healthy thing. Um, when everybody else is coming home to their McMansion in the suburbs, you know, going in their door and never going outside. Like, you don't, nobody knows their neighbor, at least where I live, nobody knows their neighbors right. anymore, right? But this allows you to, to really have that social, it's, it's, it's weird, it's a weird thing about Facebook. It, it takes you the next level if you let it. Right, right. And, and that's a really big thing, especially with, when you're dealing with people on the internet, or you're dealing with people, I am sorry, I have my <laughs> phone on mute, but it is still... You know what, I don't noise. think any of us will apologize for selling stuff. We are hopefully selling things left and right. My phone's in the other room, I hope it's ringing as loud as yours is. I am attempting to turn it down once again. So, uh, but yeah, as far as, 
when you're dealing with people, and this is a, a just a lesson in general, because you know your your parents always told you to to believe nothing what you hear and only half of what you see. Um, when you get to actually get face to face time with people, that changes a lot, and you get to see the true person because you never know with what you see on the internet, uh, but taking a step of, of actually, or people making an effort to actually come in to see you or meet you face to face. It does. It's a game changer. And those are people that, uh, you hold close to you. And I, I call it my inner circle, my circle. And, uh, yeah, it's. So a lot of these people are in your inner circle. A lot of people you met through Facebook and and through selling. Okay, that's cool. Absolutely. And most people could actually, that that follow me, can say, yeah, Pete's the Craigslist Hunter, Ronnie Hart. You know, you've got this group of people. And, yeah, I'm I'm available to them 24-7. They have my phone number, uh, my wife's phone number. So, yeah, you actually create some really good uh, relationships. But you have to invest. I mean, because so, once in a while I get people will be like, well, wait, Steve, you know, that sounds so easy for you. Now, I always say I am shy on the inside. So I am a little out there. I, I'm willing to walk into a room. I know no one and I'll talk to almost every single person. I'm that guy. However, Me too. <laughs> however, I mean, I am weirdly shy in some weird ways. Um, but you've got to put the effort in, right? I mean, you know, my, I'm thinking, man, I'm interested to know what you're doing. I want to know more of your story, hence the reason we're talking. That's sure. interesting to me, right? So that's the effort that you have to put in. And if you put that effort in, you'll get it back tenfold. You know, just don't go in it looking for something. Just go in and giving something, and it comes back tenfold. Yeah, I think that the biggest thing that most people who are friends with me, and the reason why they've been friends for so long, like Ronnie Hart from Hart's Pickers, me and him, have him and I have been friends forever, and we don't have any high expectations of each other. Uh, there's no, if that makes any sense at all, it's, it's a matter of, uh, we're there for each other. We don't put each other in compromising situations or or anything like that. It's just, uh, it's friendship, you know, and that's there he's down. He's got a problem. You might be one of the guys he calls, right? Cause he needs, you know, just to have somebody to talk to, you know, and, and that's hard. That's really hard, especially for guys. It's hard. Oh, it Um, is. He's my accountability partner, and he grounds me big time. Absolutely. Very cool. All right, so you, out of necessity, you start going uh, and start having success. Your wife's driving you and saying, come on, let's go, Chad, let's go. And things start happening. When did you find eBay, and how did you find it? Because I think that's an interesting story, because you've been selling for a long time. What's your story, how you found it? We found eBay. Uh, What it was was... You brought up baseball cards, mm-hmm. and uh, I lived in Indiana, and NASCAR was huge, and probably still is huge in Indiana. And somebody would be like, "Oh, I'm a big Tony Stewart fan because he was local around where we were." Well, I would get these uh, NASCAR cards, you know, like football cards, and I'd be like, "Ooh, I've got a really cool Tony Stewart card," and I would sell a card for ten dollars to somebody. Uh, because they're just, they didn't have any other way to get it. They couldn't get on the internet hardly at all. And finally, uh, I actually found Yahoo auctions, I believe first. Hmm. And most people don't even remember you and Bob Willie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yahoo auctions. And, uh, so we started listing our cards and then somebody, I don't know how somebody brought up eBay and we were, we got in on it early early um very early on when we were sending uh you know money orders or cash in the mail or yeah wow that's what that is early and it was baseball card stuff just like so many other people um baseball cards baseball cards you have uh do you put or did you back then put a lot of time and effort into the business because you were injured and you were home? I mean, I, I know you would have time. However, that doesn't mean that you're not hurt, right? I mean, did you put a lot of effort in into building that? Because you have a very large knowledge base. I mean, it seems to me, you know, just from listening to you talk about it, you've got a lot of experience with a lot of different things. That doesn't happen quickly. That happens, uh, you've had to 
bought and sold a lot of stuff to know that much stuff, right? You get what I'm going? Yeah, that's it's been over years, and it's it wasn't so much. Uh, it was it was one of those things that we would list anything and everything. It didn't matter what it was, and when you do something like that, if you don't niche up in something, only one item that you know about. When you're desperate like us, you would list anything and everything you could make money on. And after doing that for so many years, you develop this knowledge database inside your head that you're just proficient in a lot of different areas. And what we've done over the years is just expanded on that. And uh, probably this is very key. So if anybody's listening, they need to really tune in. Oh, I'm leaning. Whenever you do something over years and years and years, things change and you have to adapt to it. So uh, what what was hot, uh, like Fenton glass 20 years ago, it's not so hot now. So you have to, on top of learning new things and researching, and you have to also change with the market as it goes and that's why so many brick and mortar stores go out of business because they're not willing to change or or roll with the changes or adapt you know uh, a relevant story here so i went to buy a uh, shrink tunnel machine for our warehouse and because we we sell particular items and we got to bag them and it's a hassle. And so bought it, uh, went down and bought it. And it was a business, uh, guys had it for 27 years, amazing business. Um, but now, um, involved photography, I'll say that. Um, but you can use drones to do what he did. And so his business has been declining and declining and declining. And I think to myself, you know, but wait, is that business gone? Uh, no, that model is gone, that exclusive right. ability to do it. But you can do something different. You can change and you know look at it from a different perspective. But you'd have to adapt. And he's not willing to. He's like, look, I'm tired. I want to retire and get out. So I get it. I respect that. But there's a perfect example of a declining business because of lack of adaption. And he's the first to admit it. He's just not willing to do that. And so I think you're right. I think it's absolutely critical that you have to keep looking. You know, because you see the negativity when it comes to eBay. I mean, I, I still think, I mean, we're so lucky to be able to list the way it is. I mean, I, I added six listings today mm-hmm. and there was, I, I, they, I actually created the list. So for me, my process is this, I'll actually create the listing on eBay on a PC and then I'll take the pictures on the phone and edit them on the phone. It's just so much. And then hit launch and they just boom, boom. And I'll do it later in the day. I'm in no hurry. Right. Sure. It's very, very efficient. Um, however, Thinking back to how difficult, just to get photos oh my was gosh. incredible. I mean, I do, I was there, I mean, it, it was PayPal when I started. So, and that would have been 2005, six or somewhere in there. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm later than you. Um, but still, it was relatively difficult back then to just, because you could only list like one or two or three photos and then you had to use a third party. And um, I still use Inkfrog. I had them from back then. Um, because it was just easier to work in their system than eBay. Today, it's easy. Yeah. Yet, yet, you still see the complaints. You hear the complaints. How does that, What I mean, what do you do with that? You know, it's, it's, I think it's a sense of entitlement nowadays, you know, when you have the complaints of how, it's like, man, you, 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 it's almost like your grandparents, you know, saying, hmm. really, we had to walk these to kids today both ways, <laughs> barefoot, you know, say it's a sense of I've started you have no it. idea. I mean, back in the day before you joined, if you wanted to add a picture, you used to have to take a picture with your with film five millimeter or one ten, take it, have it developed, get the actual picture, scan it and upload it. And I think it cost you like, that was a big, I think it was like 12 cents a picture if you wanted to do that. And, but yeah, I mean, so it's a, it's at least to list one item. It takes three days 
to, you know, get your pictures and pay for express service to get your pictures back and everything else. It's when you hear stuff like that, they make it so difficult for us. It's like, you have no idea. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I sit back and I think, and I hate when they make changes. I don't like it, all the stuff, yeah. but you got to sit back and think, I mean, it, to evolve from what you described to putting a photo to being able to click on a phone on on an Android or an iPhone, an Apple phone, right? Two different complete models, platforms, everything about it takes an enormous amount of effort, time, planning. I mean, this stuff just doesn't happen. Right. So when they make changes, I, I, I don't like them, but I understand they're making them for the big picture, right? I mean, that's what you got to sit back and think about. You got to sit back and say, they obviously are going somewhere. I'm either in or I can choose to not be in. However, I really don't get the right to complain because, you know, I mean, to be honest with, I mean, you know, if you give them feedback, I mean, they, I mean I've met some eBay employees, real, you know, high level people, amazing. I mean, people are smart people with good intentions. And so I, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm frustrated every time they make a change and I got to go back and I get all those warnings about, sure. you know, and I've got 4,000 listings, but it's not, you know, it's not real when you sit back and think about it. They're making a change for the better for a reason. They don't single Chad out saying, let's get Chad today. It's his turn. Right, right. Yeah, so one I of the other... That... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say this because I was I didn't want to stay on that horse. I, one of the things that I've noticed about you, too, as a seller, you, um, A, I don't think you sell everything anymore. You're definitely more selective because you sell much higher average-priced merchandise. Is that... Is that, is that again, uh, I mean, because you, you know so much about so much, you can now say, okay, I'm going to narrow down my focus. Even though I know about these other things, I'm going to narrow down? Yeah. Um, I think it just it comes along with time and how much work am I looking to put into something. Um, I guess you kind of have to know us with our, our business model, what we do. We are actually considered what you would call retired. Um, we we aren't our goal isn't to make so much money that we can you know stuff our mattresses with it our goal is to we're in this like enjoying life phase of our uh our marriage and everything we've been married over 25 years and it's not so much about we've got to keep up in our game we've got to keep going we've got to keep going we've got to keep making more money more money more money and, uh, you know, we're, we're at this level to where we're very comfortable with the amount of money that we're making. And we, I know that if something happens and I need to make and if I need to do $20,000 a month on eBay, all I have to do is put the work in. Right. It's right. no problem. Yeah, so double your it, effort, triple your effort, boom, you get yeah, the results. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really simple math. And, you know... We're eBay folks, and some people say, and we love eBay. Well, look, why aren't you into Amazon? It's like, well, I really don't. You know, it's just not for me. It's we're not against it, but if I need to make more, they go, well, you can make so much more money. I'm like, well, if I need to make more money, I'll just put a little bit more effort into eBay. So, uh, because yeah, you're interested, cool. right? You're interested in what you do. Yeah, and and that's really key with us because with everything that we do, we say that we do it because. We love what we do. And for somebody to, you know, so many people have this goal of working for yourself, you know, mm. not working for the man. That's my that's my dream is to not have to answer to anybody. But once they're doing it, they're hating it. And you hear nothing but complaining. <laughs> and they don't like their boss. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> their new boss. That's, that's pretty much <laughs> what it is. And so for us, our focus is enjoying life we've got a grandbaby and we've got a new one on the way and that's Congrats. what our life is about right now so our our outlook might be a little different than probably 99 percent of others who their goal is to work for themselves and uh, i don't know we put ourselves in a position to to be able to have this outlook of how we're doing it and why we're doing it so i think it's really very lucky smart. you know yeah. that we feel I, I well let's let's talk about that let's talk about your friends about the same age um that are doing the nine to five do you know anybody who's happy in their job 
Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. I mean, think about it, right? Think yeah. about your friends that, that are still, you know, just grinding it out. I mean, all they do is complain and I feel so bad for them. My heart bleeds and I'm thinking, man, you know, you got to make a choice, right? And well, let's be fair. You've had to make sacrifices over the years, right? You're not, sure. uh, unless you got the rolls in the garage, right? You're not driving a Rolls Royce. You're not, you know, there are true sacrifices you have to make, right? Oh um, yeah. Trade-offs. Nothing was handed to us. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Yeah, but but that's what's so cool about it, isn't it? Especially when you live your life intentionally. You didn't choose to stay in Indiana. Now my bet is it was done for quality of life. Well, I tell you what, and this is another thing that people are having major issues with. Yeah, we uh, we would come down to Florida on vacations. We lived up in Indiana, hmm. and we loved Florida, and uh, we. Several years before, because our kids were in high school, we had said when they graduate high school, we're moving to Florida because that's what we love. We love Florida. And so many people today that you talk to, whether it's going full time on eBay or whether it's, you know, kicking their main job down to part time, it's taking that step. It's that's where people have such an issue with is taking that step, that leap. And we did it. We just, we, we came down on a house hunting trip and, uh, didn't find anything, got back home and we're like, no, this ain't going to work. And within two days we came back down again and we found something. And within two weeks after that, we moved. It was like that was what, right after our last son graduated from high school. So, but doesn't that say something about your relationship? Um, because that clearly, I mean, what I would hear from a lot of people is, you know, my, my wife would never leave. Her family's here. They're never going to leave. Or my husband would never leave. Yeah. Or, you know, where would I work? There are no jobs. Uh, where would we buy stuff? Right. If you're a reseller, you know, and, um, and it, you're not doing Amazon, right? If you're doing Amazon, there are Target's, Walmart, if that's what you're into, sure. everywhere. They're everywhere. But if you're doing what you do, which is a little more specialized, well, a lot more specialized, right, and more narrow, um, they would say, well, there's there's nothing down in Florida, uh, which is the opposite of true. But but it, it just, those kind of, I guess maybe they're, they're not excuses. They're almost they are like, excuses. They absolutely well, are. I was trying to be more polite and maybe say, like, you know, cop-outs, maybe, I don't know. Well, and, and that's the thing with me, and most people know that, that um, sometimes I'm not as – sometimes I tell you some the things that uh, you don't want to hear that's actually the truth because ultimately, you know, up in Florida, you know, I, I was really into buying the older antiques and, and stuff like that. When I get down to Florida, none of that stuff is here because – most people in Florida, when they retire, older folks, you know, they'll sell off their estate up up north somewhere, and then they come down to Florida with bare minimum. So you don't see that old stuff. And we had to overcome and adapt. We had to. We're down here. It's like there's nothing that we're used to selling around here. So we used clothing, which I really do not like. But we used clothing, which is available everywhere, to fill that gap until I could figure out what is down here and we hit the ground running and totally different items that we sell nowadays, but it's just as good and very profitable. It's just overcoming and adapting. And when I hear people say, well, in my area, there just isn't really anything worth buying or selling. It's, I'm just thinking it's a lack of knowledge. Uh, they're passing up things that would make them money or they have no idea that would make them money. And I don't believe there's anywhere in the country that you cannot, as a reseller, be successful and make money. I absolutely agree with you. And you have to go put in the thousand hours. If that, if you don't know what's not going to sell, uh, I mean, if you don't know what's going to sell, then go put in the thousand hours. Study, yep. you know, watch a million YouTube, go learn. And you'll all of a sudden be like, wait, people buy that stuff? I mean, like, really? Yep, they sure do. And now that you have a marketplace that's worldwide, um, who is it just telling me something really cool? And it was like, oh, yeah, that's going to Japan. And I'm like, really? Oh, yeah. I would have never thought that that would go. There's somebody in, uh, no, to China. It was a particular item. He was sending it to China. I'm like, wow, 
I mean, that just blows my mind, you know, that somebody would be interested in China now buying something on eBay. I guess it was off of eBay. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's talk about this because I think, you know, you're very experienced. Uh, it really helps that you have a spouse that is so supportive um, and so kind of pushing you a little bit. Experienced that- as well. She <laughs> is just as, if not. <laughs> she knows yeah. as much. And that's, that Absolutely. really helps. But, you know, one thing you said, and I think this is such a powerful statement, is you adapted. You didn't adapt for a lifetime. You adapted to get you through until you can figure it out. I think that's probably the most powerful thing to think about. You didn't make a complete, oh, my God, now I'm going to be selling clothing for the rest of my life. That's the only. No, that's going to help me get through until I figure out my lane. And to me, if you have to, if I said to you, Chad, look, you're going to have to spend a year selling clothing. However, you're going to move where it's probably 19 degrees, probably a little bit of snow on the ground to where it's, what's the temperature today, Chad? Down here is probably 58, 60. It's a little chilly. A little chilly. Oh, 60. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what I do for 60 right now? But it's seriously. And I said to you, but, you know, you're going to have to suck it up, but then you'll be able to figure it out and be able to earn a living. Sure. A year? Heck yeah, I'm in. That's all it's going to take. And I think that that's the big advice is that if there is a quality of life you're looking to change and you want to do it, A, make sure you have the right communication with your spouse and you get it. But then realize that what you're going to do is probably not going to be what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And I think that's the the most powerful thing. Right. Well, what I want to do with you, because I think you've got so much experience, is I want to get to helping people. Um, a, I mean, you've got a YouTube channel and we'll promote all that stuff and hopefully you're going to do a podcast, but, but I think that you've got real, real advice for people, you know, how to get started because that's what people come to you. Like Chad, I want to go and be like you. I want to be a full-time reseller or part-time lifestyle reseller. Um, and I want to do it. And so you've helped a lot of people get started and continue on and probably push through. So let's give some real practical advice to help them. What, what happens when somebody comes and says, hey, I'm not happy in my job. I'm looking for something. Can you help me? Yeah, typically, um, and, and believe it, I'm really the type of blunt person. <laughs> I've just always been that way. And when I'm telling somebody something, it may come across as blunt, but it's really just trying to be honest with them because we don't want people to to have high expectations of something that they may not ever achieve. Wait, so, I've seen those people who say, "I'm I need to make ten thousand dollars. Right, I I need to make six figures." Yeah, yeah. Can I do it tomorrow? Is it really that easy? It really isn't. And the first <laughs> thing I and one of the first things I tell them is you're always given, you always say there's a a lot of information on YouTube and there's a lot of information in Facebook groups. Uh, It's really, this business is a learning game. What it is, it's all about the knowledge that you are able to obtain and keep. Uh, the, The more you do it, the longer you do it, the better off you are. And the, the biggest mistake so many people make when they get into reselling is trying to compare their success to mm-hmm. what they see others do. And that is probably one of the biggest uh, mistakes that I've seen uh, people make. And they give up because, if, for instance, Ronnie Hart, he deals in clothing. Uh, it's typically high-end clothing, and he talks about you know his goal of, is $10,000. Well, there's a lot of people that try to follow what Ronnie does, but they don't have that type of high-end clothing that he is able to pick up where he's at located. And so, so many people, um, try to judge their performance by other people's so they failed. success. So they fail. Yes. Hmm. And uh, typically what I tell people is it's a learning game. If you're wanting to get into like reselling the way I do it, it's just the old school. If you want to go to thrift stores, you take time. If you're brand new, you take time. You go through an item. If you don't know what that item is, then find out what that item is. You can do a, a search on your phone or something. But key to successful reselling is not walking past something that will make you money. 
Um, and once you're able to do that or get that mindset, then you're not going to miss that item because somebody, if they don't know what it is, they'll just pass it up. Or if they see something that is priced high, they'll just pass it up because they're like, Oh, I'm not even going to try. But if, if it's a hundred dollar item that's priced a hundred dollars, so many people will just be like, Oh my gosh, no way. I'm not even going to touch that. But that item could be, you could sell it for $600. So you have to take these walls and, um, expectations down and just get down to the basic, simple, um, what they say in the military, keep it simple, stupid. Right. And, and just go from there. Uh, because that's when, when you're keeping it simple and you're doing the basic things is when you're going to see progress. But if you try to start out on, on, I saw, this is really crazy. I saw a guy who wanted to get into reselling, never had done it before. So what he did is he went out and got a, a, a warehouse and then he got, oh. or he paid, he, he, he had $10,000 to get started. He spent all this money on computers and printers and, you know, having this big setup, but didn't know the first thing about going out, how to find the stuff to sell. So he kind of put the cart before the horse and just, if you keep it simple, you start out basic and, uh, it's a learning progress and it's not going to happen overnight. Never. There's no easy there's no easy way to do this. You just right. have to put in the work and everything else that you see on YouTube or Facebook. Those are just tools in your toolbox. That's all they are. It's not something that's going to make you a millionaire overnight. And you've just got to start small and work your way up. And I think I think the advice is solid is you've got to do the work. Put your head down and do the work no matter sure. what. In the old days, wasn't it like, you know, when you started out, you needed the money. But you weren't trying to replace your income. You were trying to fill in the gaps, right? Oh, so if yeah. I said to you, hey, look, Chad, you can make an extra $100 this month. Okay. Back in, remember when we were younger? I mean, if you made $100, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. that was like, whoa. I mean, on top of your job, you were you were living, right? Um, oh, yeah. Gas, gas was two bucks or whatever it was. But it, it, seriously, so then they say, look, okay, you make your $100. How about it make it $100 a week? Okay, maybe it's $200 a week and then 300 and 400 And you get to a point where all of a sudden you have more um, money than time, and then you invest in tools to help make it to the next level because you will cap out at some point. And so then you, you need to get some other tools and some, some different things to help make it more efficient. But you could really, if you take that approach, which is, you know, let's supplement, let's cover the electric bill, and then we cover the mortgage, and then we cover, you know, that's how you get to a full-time without debt. How do you feel about borrowing money to get started in these businesses? Where do you stand on that? I do not, <laughs> do not go in debt in this business. There is no need to go in debt for this business. Um, I, I don't... If you want to expand your business, if you have to borrow to do it, then you're doing it too early. Um, that That's the way I think. Uh, for somebody that's brand new, I wouldn't recommend anybody brand new going in debt to do anything. <laughs> you don't, you don't uh, just get your driver's license, just learn how to drive, and then go get a loan for an $80,000 car that you're probably going to wreck. So, I mean, it's, it's just earn it. That's, that's the way I was brought up. That's the way I was taught. And that's the way I teach. If you want to expand your business, then you need to put in more work to where you're able to expand your business on your own terms, not somebody else's to where you're not chasing a, a bill to pay. Because when you want to expand your business to, to better yourself and to better your situation, instead of expand your business to chase a payment. And that's to me, yeah. I've got to do more business to make this extra payment to do this. When maybe all you needed to do is just, if you're looking to make more money, then you shouldn't have to, uh, borrow money to do it. What you need to do is look at, uh, items that you're selling. So, 
higher quality items to make more money. And so, and that's what we've done over the time is we don't deal in uh, baseball cards anymore. Well, I'd rather spend $200 on one item and sell it for 500 than buy a hundred five dollar items. I, I would just rather do that. But that's a sophistication. That's a confidence that you've gotten to that place where you're confident to, enough to know. You know, I guess though, I sit back and I think about it. You get that confidence selling those baseball cards. All you have to do is say, wait, if this works, where I know I'm buying it at the right price, I've done the research, I know it's worth this, I bought it at this, it sells for, you know, I bought it at a dollar, it sells for $15. Okay. Now, I know that model, it works, I can replicate it. Now, let me do the same level of research on that $200 item, right. and then I can sell it for $600. I think that that's very sound advice. I mean, it have that confidence, but people lose that confidence when you got to put out 200 bucks, right? I mean, versus the buck. You know, that's, it's easy to buy dollar items. Yeah, that's that leap. That's that step that I'm talking about that people have such hard it's change, okay? It's it's that change. And you are your biggest obstacle. You are your worst enemy when it comes to the business that you're in, especially if you work for yourself. You are your worst boss. But how and, did you get past that? I mean, cuz you don't have that. Where did that come from? Was it your wife? Was it I mean, I know we talked about necessity, but how did you push past that? Because it's easy to say, hey, you're your biggest enemy. You got to figure that out. Well, how did you get past it? Well, we got past it because um, instead of, okay, we want to make more money in a month, for instance, we don't need to get a warehouse to do that. We just need to kind of change our business plan. So we're thinking, you know, while while buying, uh, oh, I'm trying to, while buying appliances and breaking them down and selling them for parts, which is a mm -hmm. great thing for somebody to do. Right. Um, we just typically, we decided, well, you know, let's just buy higher end items. So when we would take our trips, because we take several trips, you know, buying trips, what we do on these trips is we say, okay, we're only going to look for higher end items. There's going to be a lot of stuff that we pass up because we're looking for the, the high profit, higher end items. And so, and that's pretty much how that started. It's okay. We put ourselves in a position where we have extra money. So we're going to say, okay, do we want to use this extra money and buy 50 little things? Or do we want to use this extra money and buy one thing and make a huge profit and go that way? And that's how you transition. Instead of buying $5 items, or $1 items, then once you get $25 and say, okay, I'm going to take this leap and spend $25 on an item and make, you know, sell it for a hundred. And once you do that and you get a little bit of success, then it, it comes easier, but you're going to have bad buys. That's just a part of it though. But that's a discipline. What you're describing, man, that's, is that military again for you? It might be, it might be, um, because, man, it's a hard. It's hard to walk past. I know I could sell that. I've sold that 17 times. Yeah, yeah. what's two minutes, Chad? I mean, come on. What's two minutes? Uh, it won't take me long to pack it, right? Yeah, but also it, with that mindset, you're also looking at, you know, a pile in your garage. <laughs> you're rational. <laughs> I, I rationalize a lot of stuff. Yeah. I have a warehouse full of rationalization. I absolutely agree. Matter of fact, I'm moving warehouses, so I'm in the process of moving stuff, and I'm like— when did I buy that? What did I buy that? What was I thinking? And, you know, when you scale, and I have scale, um, it really becomes apparent that you've got to be more disciplined. I mean, that, that really is more apparent. So, so your advice is to go there earlier? Well, you know, looking back, is that something that you would have done different? Well, I would say probably, I mean, looking back, way back, we just weren't in the position to do that. Right. Uh, but when you were, I mean, was, is that something you could have done or should have done sooner? We probably could have, but we were in our comfort zone. It's like, oh, okay. not a problem. This is cool. I mean, we're buying estates now. Um, you know, it, just this year we bought two estates and, uh, most people aren't in the position to buy out of an estate. So it, it, but you put yourself in that position. That's what we're talking about. Do we, with this extra money we have, do we want to, you know, do this or do we want to buy out this entire estate and, you know, sell it off? So, so it, patience, it's a gradual stepping. 
patience and discipline are yeah. what you're describing. So if, if you stay in your job that you hate, but you now get to, I, I describe it this way, is you, you start earning more money than what you make or enough to say, whoa, all of a sudden your attitude changes. That terrible job that you have becomes not so terrible, even though you're still going to it every day because you've got kind of that, I hate, it's a it's a terrible thing to say, the FU kind of attitude a little bit in your oh, mind. Yeah. And so then you have a different approach. Then you can sit there and say, okay, I want to have enough money so I can buy an estate. So let me stay at my job. I'm lucky to have my job because that pays for everything. Now, this money I get to build up to be able to save enough money for an estate. That's a very, very cool place to get to. But That would be, but I wouldn't, re- I wouldn't recommend somebody going that deep when you're talking about somebody that's, you know, I meant a goal. It didn't have to oh, be in a sure. state. I'm just saying yeah. it's just very that patience and that discipline with that attitude change. You can't. There's nothing stopping you. You might stay working because you're like, this is the best thing in the world. I can now retire early sure. as opposed to because I think what you describe is, you know, if you leave that good paying job and then all you do is go and make you make just enough money to pay your bills barely, um, you're now working in a different way. That's a different responsibility, isn't it? Totally different responsibility. I don't think people understand that the buck stops with you. <laughs> you can't ask for some overtime. It's like, Hey man, we got this big thing. You know, can I get a few more hours, you know, for over? No, the buck stops with you. Um, ultimately that's what it is. And that's what scares a lot of people. So in some people, here's that talk again, but some people just are not cut out for this. And that's okay. Yeah. I, I think that's okay. I think, you know, the world needs plumbers who love plumbing. I mean, you met yeah. those guys. They just love plumbing. They're meant to be a plumber, right? Um, uh, not me. I'm not going near that toilet. And so it's, it's, that's okay. It's just knowing yourself and being self-aware, I think, is really important. So when you think about um, that next level of advice, so, you know, you've given some good, solid advice for somebody. Um, how do they, how do they, let, let's talk about, I guess, that networking and relationship in that. I mean, what's your advice there? Because uh, I had Stephanie Inge, I guess is the right way to say it, like Inge, um, from Dallas, and she runs an eBay, the, the first eBay meetup group. Still running. It's the first one. Oh, right on. And uh, she's been running it. It's never missed a month forever, you know, for all those years. And that has created so many people and so many people in this world credit their success to going to that meetup and her putting her head down. What's your advice to people to to do that? Well, I I think. I okay. I don't want to veer off in the wrong direction. But when you have people that you have direct access to that, that is a tool that you cannot replace. It really isn't because, and especially when you, I have so many, I actually literally, I probably have somebody that I personally know that is proficient. I hate using the word expert, uh, but proficient in, as many fields or items that um, that you come across that I need. Yeah. If I have a, I'm very weak on like glassware. And if by chance something came across, there's somebody that I could contact for glassware that could help me out uh, because it's all about minimizing your risk when it comes to making a purchase mm. and, and having the, the network of people just makes you stronger. And so again, you know, what do they say? Your network is your net worth. You've got to put in the time though, right? This, you've got to go to these meetings and they're painful sometimes, right? Um, To get to, or they're expensive. You got to spend the money to go to them. Um, Well, let's be honest though. You really don't. I mean, there is a meetup within an hour or two hours of every single place in this country somewhere. And, uh, they're, you know, I think Stephanie charged, they're $3. Yeah. I'm like $3. I'm going to pay for the year. I'm going to pay for the next 10 years. Cause I don't want to be bothered paying $3 cause I don't have $3 on me. Right. And so that excuse should go out the window. However, I find when you're getting to that next level, the more advanced people you're around, you step up your game just because you become that next level advanced too. Oh, sure. And 
it's a, it's a two way street as well. And I've yeah. always said that um, anytime you you're giving to somebody, you're not you're getting out of that me bubble. And and anytime that you do something for somebody or you help somebody, for us, we can personally say it comes back tenfold. Uh, if you're a karma type person who believes in that or, or something like that, but it just always has because I think it's the more you put yourself out there for others that people are more willing to put themselves out there for you. And, uh, and then you get to face to face and meeting people, it becomes personal. And that's what our rally was. It was, a um, it was a networking event pretty much with resellers and we sold out within a very short time after tickets going on sale. And that's the biggest thing that we had heard when it comes to that is, was that the face to face interaction with all these people, they made new contacts and that's what it was about. And now, I mean, even to this day, people are actual friends with other people and it's made them stronger. Yeah, there's, there we're back to that beginning of the conversation. We're back to those relationships. Yeah. This is really, you know, and, and I guess that's really where I almost want to end it because, you know, I think of like, I always call him Crazy Jason T. Smith. I'll send him that damn tiki stuff. I'll send him oh, notes yeah. from everywhere I am. You know, I have no desire to buy it for me, but I'll buy it for him, kind of like we were talking about you with Selena. But it's just like there is somebody that will give of himself instantly, anytime, because done the same, right? Though each one of those relationships, every one of those things. Now, and if I can make a difference in his day by finding something that he wants, he wins. I win. You know what I mean? And so I, I, I love it. I think I think the advice is sound. So you are going to have another rally uh, at some point, And the way they would find out about that would be through your YouTube channel, correct? When that does happen. Yeah, that's Golden Finger Picker or um, Ronnie Hart, Hart's Pickers or Craigslist Hunter, which is Pete. We'll be putting information out. We're looking possibly around June of this year. So we're excited about it in Orlando. Yeah. Oh, I love the idea of coming back to Orlando because it's warm, especially right now. I would love to be there right now because 60 sounds wonderful versus <laughs> where I'm at. You know, uh, I think about the teaching. I mean, I, I like I, I said, I've watched a ton of your shows. I've listened to you guys. And I might not sell a lot of the same things or mm -hmm. even some of the, you know, because I started, you know, on eBay too. Um, I might have moved into other lanes, but that doesn't mean that I'm not interested. And it's just what I appreciate is the passion about it. You know, to me, you know, when I hear you guys talking about something, the effort that it took to get that level of knowledge is what I'm always impressed with. You know, it's not like I just looked it up. Um, and that's what it was. No, I looked it up, I found it, and then you replicated. I've sold that in the past. I've sold that in the sure. past. I've heard that so many different times. And I, I think that that's why it's still fun. I mean, you're 20 years in. It's still fun, isn't it? Oh, we love it. We love it. And, yeah, it, it's just something that, I don't know, it's really hard to explain. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, but, I mean, think of, again, we'll go back to your friends. How many of them have gotten bitten by the plumbing bug or the uh, police officer bug or right. the military bug. I mean, it's, or they're complaining. I mean, and they're struggling because, you know, they can't have the freedom, you know, like you said, if I want to make more money, I got to put more effort in. Okay. You want to make more money and you work as a cop, you're not getting, unless you're getting overtime, you're not making more money. You're going right. to have to do a side hustle, right? And so, um, okay. All right. So I'm going to have links for Golden Figure Picker. I absolutely, uh, I hope that you go out and take a look at the videos because there's just so many of them you know you'll it what's cool is if you catch the bug i, I just had glenn zuby on and i love my interview with glenn because oh, glenn, yeah. He, yeah he's so smart but he's he's an artist and so he's able to do merch right amazon merch and does you know five figures a month i mean just killing it right oh yeah yet he still does eBay because he loves it. And he oh. loves it with like, and now he's so specific and what he, it's just so cool to see somebody so passionate that merch allows him to have that passion play that he does on the side. I just think that those models, and if, if eBay is it, if Amazon's it, whatever it is, just figure it out. And man, just, uh, so I, uh, I'll have links to Golden Finger Picker, I'll have Hearts and uh, Pete from Craigslist. Actually, he's going to be coming back on um, the show shortly. Right on. Um, man, oh man, uh, somebody wants to reach out. Is that the best place to get you to? 
You can, or you can email me at goldenfingerpicker at gmail.com or hit me up on uh, Instagram, goldenfingerpicker. Off of Gmail. Okay. Dude, I love it. I love the story. I love the, I'm telling you the passion. It You absolutely have taught me an enormous amount of things. Just sitting there like, huh. And then, uh, especially with your knowledge of old reel-to-reels, I got a ton of them. In oh, my I love them. <laughs> I got a ton of them. I just found a couple today. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's really cool. So I'll have to reach out to you for some advice on some repair stuff too. Right I really appreciate you taking the time. I know, um, you know, uh, we're both busy, but you know what? You got grandkids, dude. That's, you know, you know where you're supposed to be. I love it. Love that's it. a life changer. <laughs> I agree. All right. Hey, thank you so much. I wish you nothing but success. Uh, thanks for having me. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 263. Wow. Chad Pagel. Chad Pagel, aka Golden Finger Picker on YouTube. Um, you will be blown away when you hear how many videos he has done. Just shocks me. I knew there was a lot. I didn't think it was that many. And it's so cool to see somebody who puts out that much content consistently because, you know, it gets old like anything else. Like, you know, it becomes work. And to see somebody who still cares and gives that much uh, time, personal time for no personal benefit other than likes to talk and, and talk to others um, is really, really a cool uh, story. His story is very cool. His quality of life that he's chosen intentionally, I think, is a great lesson this time of year, right? 2018 is going to be here another couple of weeks. You really got to think about what you want next year. Do you want to... Go for the ring. What does the ring look like for you as opposed to somebody else? And I think his advice about not comparing yourselves to others is really, really sound. One of the things we, we didn't get to was talking about the Reseller Society. It's a Facebook group that he runs, um, maybe a couple other people run. Um, there's 35,000 members, Reseller Society, 35,000 members. It's free to join. They just want to make sure you're real. So on Facebook, uh, Reseller Society, I will have a link for it in the show. Let's get into the podcast. Again, great interview, great guy. Um, I can see why people connect with him because he's real, telling it like it is. Like he says, I'm a little blunt, and sometimes that gets me into trouble, but you know what? I'm not going to pull any punches. You ask me a question, I'm going to give you a real honest answer. And that genuine realness is hard to find today. Um, but when you see people that have been together for so long, real friends, um, that tells you something about them. Man, I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Man, what a great episode. Another knowledgeable person just sharing his knowledge and helping others with no expectation. And ultimately, that's how you do get everything, right? Is you give out with no expectation and magically stuff comes to you. There is no magic. It's it's a pure heart. And when people can, you can tell people are honest and whether they really want to help you. And so I'm, I'm proud to bring somebody like that into um, our world if you haven't seen him, although he's got thousands of videos. So guess what? You've probably seen him. You know him a lot better than you know me. So I think um, he's a good example of what can be. Again, design the life that you want, you know, whether it's 100% Amazon, whether it's 100% private label, 100% wholesale, 100% wholesale bundles, 100% RA, 100% OA, 100% eBay, 100% merch, 100% Etsy, or a mix of what you love, um, and what what's attractive to you, what's interesting to you. To be able to do it as long as Chad and still enjoy it, I think that that's the thing um, that tells you that he has figured it out. You can have the same thing. Again, it takes work. Okay, so guess what? Sitting behind a desk takes work. But this is going to give you a future, and I just think it's so exciting. Ecommercemomentum.com. Hey, don't forget my sponsors. Right now, Scope, you've got to be using it for the new year. If you're not, you're missing out. It's a great way to start searching for private label products is by finding keywords. Look up things that are interesting to you. Find out the keywords that the top sellers are using, and then start sourcing products like that. And you'll be able to find products that you can sell um, out on Amazon. Ecommercemomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.